Patrick Patrick. What, what are we talking about this week? I don't even know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how good, that's how well we prepare for this show. We don't even know. We don't have any clue. Um, no, that's not true. We spent right, at well, least 10 minutes prepping, right? Yeah, we read a few stories. We trade some Yeah, we trade some emails and texts. Yeah, we should talk about that. Uh, All right. Wait, hey, I want to ask you, what's going on in Montgomery County with these elections? Oh, is, my God, did, like, did David Blair win or not? No, he's down now, like 180 votes. So Blair was winning on, obviously, the, the, the early voting and the uh, day of election voting. Then there was some, who knows, the, you know, there's different totals, by the way, which is ridiculous. Some, some say 33,000 uh, mail-in votes and provisional ballots. The state says a different number. Uh, so they're counting slowly, like 4,000 a day, 5,000 a day. I believe they counted somewhere in the 20 to 25,000 of, say, 30 to 35,000. Okay. Uh, so right now, Elrich is up. Um, Oh, really? I thought I saw the like a hundred, hundred and sixty-eight votes, something like that. But wow. it, I get the mail-in votes, but it, it, it's ridiculous. So Maryland state law doesn't allow them to start counting until two days after election. Okay. As long as you mail the ballot on election day, it has until this coming Friday to get there. Now, I don't know, maybe it's horse and buggy or something. I have no idea. <laughs> but I, you know what? It just feels, something just feels wrong about it. Okay. And I'm not saying fraud and this and that, but, you know, I think, I think they got to, I think mail-in ballots, balloting, mail-in okay. voting, mail-in voting, I should say. To me, it needs to be streamlined. You should have to request a ballot rather than, all these ballots just get mailed out. So they said they they mailed out 115,000 ballots or some number. 33,000 were returned. Where are all those up? Like, I, I just to me, it just needs to be tightened up. And obviously, there has to be a better way to count. I mean, we're a one week today, and we're they're saying we won't know until maybe next Monday. Okay. By the way, I don't know if Rockville Knights is a legitimate source. They claim this morning, as of an article they put out, that David Blair has regained his lead in Montgomery County. Uh, you know, that may be as early as well. I saw late last night. So maybe the full, the full total from yesterday wasn't in. So, and that, and listen, that's very possible because I think he'll do well on the provisional ballots. Um, yeah, it's going to be close. And everyone's blaming Hans Reamer, who, <laughs> right. who ran... Uh, now unsuccessfully for county exec was a 12 year uh council member and uh no he we knew he wasn't gonna win but he so i mean listen every time a third party runs in essence i consider him a third party even though technically he wasn't you don't know if they're gonna steal votes from the incumbent or but to me if you're not voting for the incumbent and you feel he didn't do a good enough job then you're picking a second choice. And if you didn't have Hans, most likely you're probably going to vote for David Blair. I mean, what's crazy about it is it looks like at the end of the day, only about 15% of the eligible voters will have voted, which is so depressing. So you could have a county exec, That's Elrich, great. win his second term with five 
5.5% of the people who voted. Of, I'm sorry, 5.5% of the total people could have voted, 37, 38% of the people who actually voted. That's terrible. Terrible. And we're talking about, you know, a, a county with a million people. Wow. And 38% only voted, period, out of the No, only 15.5%. Oh, my God. So out of a million residents that could vote. I mean, we'll see see the final toll. Maybe it gets to 20%. I don't think so. But so, and again, keep in mind, this is the Democratic primary. So let's say 600, 700,000 registered Democrats. You know, you may only have 100,000 votes or 90. Like, it's just... That's crazy. It's sad. It's sad. And then he'll act as if he has some sort of mandate. But shame on these other people for not voting. Shame on the state for not having open primaries. I am so anti closed primaries. I I believe you should have the right. So this is a you know uh, you know I love when the Democrats say every vote matters and they 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 yell at Georgia and this state and that state. But in Maryland, basically a state that's three to one Democrat, certainly a county is probably five to one, six to one Democrat, maybe 10 to one. I don't know. Basically, the primary is the election. So you have 900,000 independents in the state of Maryland. Zero influence on the primaries. That's wrong. That's wrong. I'm sorry. 100% wrong. Independents at minimum should get to vote in primaries. I believe it should be open primaries. And if you truly believe every vote matters, then sorry, you shouldn't have closed primaries. But again, politicians are hypocrites. They only believe what they believe when it benefits them. And when it doesn't, they believe something else. So that is true. That is anyway, that's my uh, long winded synopsis of where we're at. Westmore, we mentioned last week, is the Democratic nominee. Uh, he'll, he'll win, I think, in a landslide in November. Okay. Uh, so I think you're going to have a Democratic, hopefully somewhat moderate uh, governor. We'll see. We'll see. And, um, and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, all right, let's stay with local stuff. Obviously, we talked a little bit about it last week, but in DC, you know, it continues to be very controversial. Controversial ages 12 and up are going to be yeah. uh, required to get the COVID vaccine to return to school. Yeah. Um, going to be very interesting to see do we lose a fair amount of students in the district? I don't you're know. Right, you already have it. Listen, I, I've said this, it's, it's so exhausting. Listen to these. And I and honestly, I joke when I say it, but I'm not joking. They're, they're COVIDians. They, they don't want to end. They feel like they have to do something. San Diego Unified uh, Schools are reinstating masks. It looks like LA is going to reinstate masks. Although the health officer from LA County, okay. I believe, He's said, rejecting that. Yeah, He's saying this is crazy. Yeah, yeah. Um, because he says, you know, while people are, you know, yes, we're having these COVID waves, you know, the LA County, um, the hospitalizations are staying low, but like, here's the thing there, there's a certain group of individuals out there, mostly democratic, to be honest with you, mostly liberal who just can't get their head around that. This is an endemic now that most people have had it. 
Most people, if you haven't had it, will get it. Most people are going to get it again. Most people are only going to be, you know, you know, relatively mild symptoms. If you're older and you're not vaxxed, yeah, you may freaking die. Okay, that's life. Like, you know what? You've had two and a half years or a year and a half to get the vaccine, more than that at this point. Yeah. Like, you know what you know now. What are we trying to do here? And by the way, masks don't work. They don't work. I said it. They don't work unless it's fitted with a respirator. Kids don't wear fitted masks. They pull them down. The learning, you know, the, the lost learning. And by the way, I'm jumping around here. Fauci again yesterday, just all saying he was, he was uh, never said close the schools. I'm telling you, that guy can't retire fast enough. He is all over the place on his comments now. I don't even think he remembers what he says from interview to interview. So, and and to, so yesterday, basically, let me give you the context. He was asked on a on a show about school closings and lockdowns, and he said, "If you go back and look, I never advocated for school closings." Or he said something to the effect, "I thought they should have remained open, but we could have wore masks." Go back to August. In July of 2020, he was not saying schools should remain open in September of 20. By the way, he also blamed the CDC for their recommendation as if he had no influence on the CDC. He's such a disingenuous. I, I don't understand how he continues to be viewed as some, you know, I mean, listen, academically, I believe he's the highest paid um, government employee. And now um, he's advocating for BA variant five specific boosters. Oh, please. Well, I think Enough. I don't know if you remember this, but like when lockdown first started, he was talking about how, you know, Fauci came out. And this is what I, I thought he was really great. He had said, you know, look, this is we need to address in this country. Like once we initially get this under control, like this impacts, you know, people who are overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, this impacts people of color, more Hispanic people. We, we're really going to address this, like the, you know, um, the disparity in healthcare system and why, you know, these individuals can't get the health care that they need. And then it's like crickets. You've never heard anything about being that's overweight. A, I mean, to so, me, that's the craziest part. We yeah. know if you're healthy, if you ha- if you are not overweight. And this you- isn't fat shaming, okay? No, this is, this is you know, it's, it's crazy when people say I follow the science. And then when you say someone who's 150 pounds overweight walking outside with a mask on. And, I'm, and, and I look at it, I say to myself, you are more at risk with your hundred being 150 pounds overweight, then you are not even close by getting COVID anywhere in certainly outside. There's, there was a disconnect. Look like what, look what they're doing with monkeypox now. Right. And by the way, I don't even know why you need a vaccine for monkeypox. Like you get sick for a week and a half, but okay. Chicken pox, you get a vaccine for, you want to get a vaccine for monkeypox, but at least they're targeting the high risk community. Right. So that's smart. That's what they should have always did with, with uh, COVID. And listen, vaccines did protect people from dying. They protected people from getting very sick. Sure. So they've served their purpose. But this booster after booster, and you're still going to get it. They don't stop transmission at all. I don't know. We're getting all over the place. I'm, I get so 
flustered no, with no. this. And I mean, I think it's discouraging this whole this whole vaccine mandate. And and it's interesting, you know, Senator Ted Cruz plans to try to introduce um, legislation to stop this uh, vaccine. I don't know if that's yeah. Yeah. any any ju- school. I, I tweeted this the other day. Any school system, jurisdiction, county, state that reinstates mass mandates or forces kids to get vaccine, get, get vaccinated, they should immediately lose their job because they're not following science. They're putting arbitrary thresholds in. They're being political. They're either appeasing unions or older communities. I don't know what their motivation is, but it's, 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 it's really masking kids again now is shameful it just is sh- kid, yeah. and, I, and, and i don't say this lightly you know i go to get my coffee in the morning and i see three or four kids with their parents waiting for some bus probably going to camp or something and two of the three have masks on they're six years old eight years old why are you wearing a mask outside now maybe the kid is in, in, in immunocompromised i don't know their health condition but I see it over and over. We have scared children in this country that somehow, like, they're at more risk getting on that bus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Than, than getting COVID and, and getting really sick. COVID's there. Everyone's getting it or had it. I, I just. Well, we know, I think the scary part is we know from the science over and over and over that, like you've said, healthy children are the least at risk to get seriously ill. So it's like, yeah, vaccinate your child if you want to, but also why? By the way, I believe only 6% of eligible six month to five year olds, this was as of last week, have been vaccinated. Only 5% in this country. That tells you parents are nervous. They're concerned, right? They, it, it hasn't been vetted enough. It does not have full FDA approval, contrary to what people believe. It has emergency approval, emergency use authorization, EUA. So, um, and by the way, I don't even think the full vaccine, I don't even believe the adult vaccines from Pfizer or Moderna have full FDA approval. I could be wrong on that, but I believe the, I the, 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 the type of dose that is available in the United States is still only EUA approved. In Europe, I believe they have the full approval, whatever their similar you know, organization. So, you know, I, I just, DC mandating kids get these vaccines and everyone will say, oh, well, you got to have your polio and that. Yeah, those prevent you from getting it. <laughs> this vaccine does not. So if you so you're forcing a vaccine on kids, which will not prevent them from not getting COVID or from getting COVID, and they're still at extremely low risk. So explain to me why you're mandating. By the way, it says as of February of 2022 that Pfizer and Moderna vaccines have received full approval by FDA. They have, but I, I think the doses, the specific dose number that is available right now in the United States is still only EUA. So I may be wrong on that, but I believe that's fact. Yes. So um, because I think we purchased that lot, whatever, and that's what's available right now. I think as they get more, the problem now is they're trying to get new different 
uh, vaccines to, to target specific variants. Anyway, we've talked about COVID way too long. I know. We, we, well, look, I mean, the reality is it continues to be an issue and we're heading into school year. But, it, but, but see, here's the thing. In, in, in most people's everyday life, it's really not an issue. You don't feel good. You stay home. Okay, you get COVID. You're out of work for a few days. But everyone, like the well, millions also, of like, people who are at venues and concerts and out and uh, like people have moved. It, I, I'm not saying they've moved on. They. Yeah. It's just not. It's 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 everyday life now. Enough with the constant. Oh, vaccines are up and hospitals. Uh, it's just it's ridiculous. I'm sorry. It's utterly ridiculous. Well, yeah, yeah. Okay, we can move on from yeah. that because yeah. So where do you want to? What do you want to talk about next? Um, we Biden you know, we talk, COVID right? Well, did Biden. We, yeah, Biden. We didn't, we didn't talk about that last week, right? No, because no, he wasn't diagnosed till Thursday, Friday, right. or Friday. Yeah, I mean, listen, you know, it just shows he's 79 years old. He's been vaccinated, boosted. Great. Good for him. Uh, he wore masks. He still got it. And, you know, but honestly, it should be a lesson that life goes up. Like, we're fine. We're fine. Yeah, right. Uh-huh. Like, look, he's, yeah, he's 80 or, you know, very close yeah, to. He took so- Paxlovid. Good for him. Uh, you know, then you had. Kamala Harris not following, you know, CDC guidelines out there, hugging people after, you know, she was in close contact with Biden. But okay, whatever. Like, you know, reporters are trying to make it a big deal because they do contact trace in school still. And uh, kids who are in a kindergarten class, when somebody next to them gets COVID, they also have to be out for a week. But again, good for them, not for the, you know, mentality, right? But uh, yeah. I mean, I know it is insane. I mean, hopefully people keep speaking yeah, up. Listen, I'm glad he's, he's, he, you know, he's getting better and he feels good and, and he's working and he, and he's moving on. Great. Oh, I By the way, I did love all the, uh, yeah. And I don't know who's the type of person that's putting this out, but there were like, Oh, he shouldn't have worked because it sends the wrong message that there's a lot of people in this country who, who can't afford to not work or, or, you know, with COVID and he should have, you know, showed that he can rest. And I'm like, what are you people? T-? There's Twitter is just nuts, by the way. He's the president of the United States. If he could work, he should be working. He's fine. Yeah. What a great example. I mean, yeah. I sent you that article, by the way, in the Washington Post, basically arguing that Biden, the Biden administration is poised for some potential big wins, with some bills coming up. What are your what are your thoughts? And I don't think we even talked about last week. You know, the Democrats are trying to pass a federal mandate to protect same sex uh, marriage. You had 47 uh, Congress people vote for it. The rest again. Republicans, you mean? Yeah. Republicans, right. Which is a shame. I mean, it should have been many more. The fact that it was only 47 is pretty sad. Now it's got to go to the Senate, right? It's got to get 60. I I think that has a chance to get 60. It should. It shouldn't even be a question. I don't, you know. Right. You know, listen, see, these are the things that the Republicans do, which is it's just infuriating. Right. And like trying try to act to- as if they're holier than thou and they stop, like just, you know, pass this, move on. Uh, yeah. So the other bills that there might be a slight win, you know, if you want to call it that for the Dems is the Medicare where 
they can negotiate uh, drug prescription prices. Uh, Mansion watered it down significantly, uh, but technically it's still a win. If it does pass, it looks like it, it has bipartisan support based on the, the watered down uh, version. And um, so, you know, listen, it, you know, that's good. That's good. You know, there should be bipartisanship. There should be bills that get through. Um, otherwise, what are they doing there on both sides? Right. They should be able to compromise. And, the, you know, people may a lot of Democrats or liberals may disagree with me, but. I think if you go five years into the future, Joe Manchin is saving the Democratic Party. Oh, well, this is a good predict. Okay, this is an interesting prediction. He is saving them from themselves. The the, the amount of taxes they want to increase in what probably is a recession, even though... even though, you know, the Biden administration yesterday tried to change the definition of recession. So two consecutive quarters where the GDP goes negative technically triggers what's called, you know, you, you, you know, there's other there's other uh, indicators and, and, and metrics, but you're basically in a recession. And they're like, well, we're not going to be in a recession. And they tried to adjust the, 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 the metrics to, to say they won't be in a recession if it does happen. We don't know what's going to happen yet, you know, when the second quarter comes out. But uh, I, listen, I think the build back better, the current tax thing, a few other things. Uh, I think honestly, I think he's he's been he's been right on. And uh, I think he's been saving them from themselves. Otherwise, I think they'd be just spending like crazy. I think I think, right. you know, I think. The recession would definitely be here. I think inflation would even be higher. Uh, oh, I think they can spin. It. I mean, to go back to what you, I mean, I think they can spin it any way they want, but we're in a recession. I mean, you see everything. You yeah, see and listen, enough with the gas price emails from Joe Biden, President Biden. You know what? You know, when it was going up, you blame Putin. Now it's coming down. What? Like, stop. It's embarrassing. Like, stop. Like, you know what? Enough. Well, and you see the recession like here in Maine, which is obviously a big tourism time. Tourism's way down, you know, here. You go to these really popular beach towns here. I mean, they're seeing far, they're seeing a lot of cancellations, a lot of like, I mean, people are really nervous. And I think, look, I mean, and you can go back to the Republicans and, you know, Trump and all the spending that he did and all the federal relief with PPP loans, all this stuff. I mean, they put so much money into the markets. I mean, there's no way it can sustain. You know, interest rates are going to continue to climb. Now, and we always say the president doesn't impact the stock market. Stock market's been a mess, probably going to continue to be a mess for another year. You know, Biden inherited that. Trump didn't help. I mean, that's, you know, that goes, they they all spend like drunken sailors. I mean, when's the last time we focused on the, you know- Well, there's two things, right? So, and again, I'm not an economist, but they kept saying they if that inflation was, it was temporary. So they didn't take steps to try to reduce the inflation early enough. And that's the administration's fault and, 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 and the Federal Reserve and, and so forth. And then they, I think, overspent on the COVID relief bills and all that stuff. So, you know, listen, things happen when you're president that you're not directly responsible for, but it's how you react to it. 
when you notice it, when your when your team notices it, and when you take steps to mitigate it, it's like the baby formula. Way too late, way too late. That's and right. you know, people will say to him, "Oh, so now the president's supposed to control baby formula?" No, your health and human services secretary should have been her team should have been well informed that baby formula shortage was coming and should have taken steps well in advance of it becoming a media crisis and a, an actual crisis to, to do these things. That's what leaders do. They recognize problems early. They mitigate them to some degree. They don't keep giving you the same old narrative. They're transparent. And honestly, we haven't had a good one. I, listen, I, I, I like to believe Obama was as you know, somewhat transparent for the most part, as, as transparent as a president maybe can Ever be. Ever is, yeah. And, you know, and, uh, but listen, I think we're six, almost six years in now. And again, I'm not comparing character. Biden's character versus Trump's character are completely different. I'm just talking about policies and doing things, you know. Uh, by the way, speaking of that, former President Trump, where do you think, where do you stand now about him potentially running again for president? You know, he's coming back to D.C., I believe, today. He's I still D.C. say he doesn't run. I'm sticking with my prediction of him not running. I think he's going to, I think he's going to stay, keep, keep that out there as long as he can. And okay. then I think he endorses DeSantis. Oh my God. It's just my opinion. All kinds of predictions from Patrick Pelley. Listen, I don't think, you know, he's a narcissist. He cannot win again. And I mean that both ways. I don't believe he can win again. And we cannot have him win again. So, yeah. you know, we'll see. Uh, but the concern is the Dems, you know, Biden will be 81 running again. They're in trouble. They're in trouble. I mean, they're in trouble for who they put up. The vice president's approval rating is in the low 30s. You know, Gavin Newsom's not the answer. Uh, Pritzker from Pritzker from Illinois, doubtful. Uh, I don't know. You know, listen, I think the Republicans have a much deeper bench right now outside of Trump. The question is, but listen, if Trump runs, he wins the primary most likely. Now we'll see because depending on how they go, like Iowa probably goes Trump, New Hampshire probably goes DeSantis, you know, and then you go to South Carolina and then you have some caucuses and then who knows and, you know, then, you know, where things go. But I, I do believe the hearing, and I said this last week, the January 6th hearing, I do believe has poll show, numerous poll show. It has, it has had an impact on that so-called 10% that I said. I think you've seen a significant shift. When you start looking at polling now, like DeSantis versus Trump, it was probably, and again, ballparking these numbers. It was like 14, 15 point difference. Trump would get 34, DeSantis would get 20. And then everyone else would be below in the primary. Now you're starting to see individual state polls like, 37, 33, you know, 32, 29. So I do believe the gap is closed. I think that the, 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 the Trump leaners, maybe not leaning as much Trump right now. Again, he's always going to have that 30% of the, you know, no matter what Trump does, you know, like Trump said, I could kill somebody in 
Fifth Ave and get away with it. Listen, the, there's 30% of those people that they're out there. No matter what Trump does, it's, it's, it doesn't matter. Just what does you, not matter. What did you think of the video of Josh Hawley <laughs> holding so, up his fist in solidarity and then running? Typical. Typical yeah. from politicians for the most part. Most politicians. Typical. Like, it just shows you who, and I'm sure all the other ones, you know, I'm not going to name them by names, but all those so-called, whoa, we're in this, and they'd all run the same way. They'd all run, they'd yeah, hide, they'd power. run. You know, they're not patriots. They're, they're, they're phonies is what they are. They're absolute phonies. Yeah, it's, it, he is such a phony and it's too bad. I mean, you know, apparently he's very, apparently he's like one of the smartest, um, like oh, IQ wise senators. Yeah, super smart. Apparently, yeah, you know, Stanford and Yale, you know. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, 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 but complete, you know, thinks that the election was stolen and it's just crazy. He's such I, just, a, I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I, I don't know if we know what he believes. I think he says right, what yeah. he wants us to believe he believes. Right. I, you know, I think a lot of these, you know, on both sides are phonies, right? AOC, but, yeah. AOC yeah. make him believe she was handcuffed last week. You know, I mean, you know, protests in front of the Supreme Court, literally making believe, you know, I'm holding my hands right behind Cho and Sarah right now, what she was doing, you know, and Omar Aman was doing the same thing. I, I, I just, the whole thing, we, we need a reset. Ms. Douglas, I'm a writer. They're complete. I was just looking for, because, you know, AOC was just called out by a New York liberal lawmaker who ripped her. Um but I was trying to look at, I didn't read the full story, but anyway, but there was a liberal that's basically calling out AOC and yeah. you know, what a, yeah, compl- how awful she is for the Democratic Party. And I think you and I, yeah, I mean, they're on both sides, right? We talk oh, about- Oh, both sides. Listen, these extremists but, but, on both but, but sides. Here's, here's the thing. And here's, here's, I think, the difficulty for the Republicans. The more moderate Republicans or more reasonable Republicans, clearly get lumped in with the right-wing Republicans, right? I mean, West Virginia right now, which, by the way, Manchin's Democratic senator, they're, they're looking to pass one of the most restrictive abortion bans in the country, in the world. And, um, and I, I said this a long time ago. The issues that the Republicans weigh in on, on the right, are impossible to come back from. What I mean by that is if you're, you know, so-called, you're pro-abortion banned completely, you're pro or uh, anti-same-sex marriage, you're uh, anti-contraception, you're, um, you know, those, those, those positions that are far right, lifestyle social positions that you can't come you you can't run in a primary saying you're 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 gonna you you believe that all abortion should be banned and then move back to the center in the general election the issues that progressives champion you know um more taxes (laughs) Wealth distribution, um, healthcare for all, um, whatever, right? 
it's much easier to come more toward center left. You could always say, listen, the economy doesn't allow us to tax everyone the way we wanted to, but here's what we can do. You know, we're not going to get universal health care, but we can do this. We're not going to blah, blah, blah. So, you know, so, so, so the, the right, the, the, the right wing positions, I think impact more moderate Republicans. They get tainted with those positions more so than the moderate Dems get tainted with the much more progressive positions. And then a progressive candidate in a general election can come back toward the center because those are positions you can negotiate on. You really can't say I'm for complete abortion ban and then somehow, well, maybe 15 weeks. I mean, I guess you can. Yeah, I mean, you can. I mean, Politicians will say it, but I think it's harder is what I'm saying, right? Um, I know we only have like a limited that time. that made sense. I don't even know if that Yeah, made. no, I, I, I get what you're saying. I think uh, politicians, I think, will say anything and then come retract or be in the middle, I, you know, on any statement. But well, I just saw a story this morning, a congressman, I can't remember where he's from, uh, voted against the... Uh, a respect for marriage bill and then went to his gay son's wedding representative glenn thompson from pennsylvania republican his son got married his office didn't deny it his son even gave a quote and said my dad was there uh yeah and he voted against the respect for marriage act it's just like and you go to your own and then they even put out a statement that you know glenn thompson and his wife welcome their new son-in-law it's so uh, that to me is such bullshit. It's like, how are people going to continue to vote for Glenn? Ta- that would be it for me. You're you're a complete fair weather fan because you know he doesn't object to gay marriage. His own son's gay, and he showed up. Yeah, I mean, maybe maybe that wasn't his first. Cho- you know, maybe he you know his first choice isn't for his son to be gay, but he obviously embraced him. And it's like that's such bullshit. I wanted to ask you one more story though. How do you feel about you know the governor um, race in Texas? getting very close, you know, cause, or obviously this fall, but um, between Abbott, Abbott and um, Beto, do you have any pretty, I mean, you're kind of on a prediction. Role. It won't be close. You think Beto wins or you no, think Abbott wins? Abbott wins by five. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's still Texas and Beto still Beto. Ooh. And I, I think Kemp beats Abrams. I think Abrams is going to be a two-time loser. For, for running for state office in Georgia. Ooh. I do. And I think, I think her voting wow. rights and the, we, you could debate the, 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 all the, all the inner workings of the Georgia voter bill that people criticized and, and killed. And I'm sure there was probably some things in there that tried to, you know, or may have been designed to somehow restrict or limit voting. But as I, we've discussed on this podcast, they had the largest turnout in the history of Georgia primaries recently. And so I think that kind of fell flat for her. I, I just saw a recent poll. I had, you know, real, I think it was real clear politics had Kemp up six now, which, you know, it's only six, but that's pretty significant in a race that's supposed to be razor thin. Uh, Herschel Walker's in trouble. So my prediction is Republicans, 23 House seats, Mark this down. What's today's date? Oh my God. Well, we got to write this down. Write it yes. down. Okay. okay. Uh, let me type myself an email. Republicans, okay. 23 to 25 House seats. They take over the House. Dems hold on to the seat. Wait, 23 to 25 House seats. Okay. They take over the House. Okay. 
but I do believe the Dems hold on to the Senate. Okay. All right. I think, I think the Republicans blew it in Pennsylvania with Oz versus Fetterman. I think they certainly blew it with Herschel Walker versus Warnock. And um, I think that uh, the Republicans should have been able to regain the Senate with where things sit with the presidential approval rating, with inflation, with the economy, everything else, and they completely blow it. Which McConnell usually doesn't blow his opportunities. And I think the fact that they didn't have a stronger candidate in Pennsylvania and a stronger candidate in Georgia, um, just it's not good enough. It's not good enough. Herschel Walker is not good enough. And by the way, Warnock is not, Warnock was easily beatable in Georgia. He was, he was beatable. Um, and I mean, any, anybody else who had a decent resume in Georgia would have, would have beat Warnock. But, so there you All go. Right. Patrick, where can All people right. follow you? Patrick, GM, Fox 5, DC. All right, we'll see you next week. All right, bye. Bye, Patrick. All right, bye.